on last week's Irrevelations. Once again, God comes down to fuck with us little people. How the fuck do these Jews still have slaves? He is good. His love towards Israel endures forever. Actually, Israel doesn't exist anymore. Just so you're aware, there's a bunch of Jews in Jerusalem rebuilding the city. And I don't know if you know the history of Jerusalem, but those guys are cunts. They've got the foundation, but that's it. Not a good look. Just having a foundation. That's Everyone's going to ask questions. It's embarrassing. Before we turn to the word, I would like to say that I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Neither they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Let's finally talk about Parlor, which has been in the news. Uh, Ted Cruz officially endorsed it. But allegedly, and this is not really coming from any verified sources, and the CEO has publicly denounced it, so great assault. But allegedly it has <laughs> been hacked. And some user data got out. Oh, no. Uh, and, 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 like, people were, like, jerking off about, like, oh, well, now we're actually going to know what people are actually saying. And, and, and Parler is just a place for people to spout hate speech. So it's time we name and shame these people. But, and I'm not, I've never used Parler. It's only ever seems to be a, um, and the same reason I don't go to, like, the Donald.win or vote. Sure. I just, if, I, I've seen the kind of people going there, and I'm like, yes, go. <laughs> I don't, I'm not following. Worst corners uh, of the internet. It looks like shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, so, so great assault. But, and, and this is the thing that's confusing. So, Parler claims it's like a bastion of free speech. And like, yeah, if you could shout it in the town hall, you could say it here. But also has a rich, diverse history of banning leftists, you know? Well, like you got to keep them out. Which is fair, because it did kind of like call themselves the, um, the conservative version of Twitter. And so instead of it, like, and ideally they were like, yeah, see, Twitter censors free speech and Parler's forced free speech. It's like, no, no, no. Uh, Twitter censors right-wing speech and Parler censors left-wing speech. And now you have balanced and fair. Yeah, it's definitely not in the, it's not a centrist platform. We'll say that for sure. Um, yeah. And I don't know if saying Twitter censors conservative speech is quite accurate. Well, because conservative speech is primarily bullshit, but... And yeah. more, more importantly, violent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm violent. I, I certainly... I, I don't want... I, I don't want to say that uh, the right has a monopoly on violence. By God, I let's get in on it. Well, um, I guess to be very clear, yeah, I've gotten banned from Twitter multiple times, so I, I guess <laughs> that's why I'm saying uh, it's not conservative speech they're banning. It's whenever I say horrible things that they ban me. What's interesting is, and this is something else I, so this is something I would not know, because obviously I would never go to Parler, but apparently Parler requires personally identifying information to sign up for some of their uh, influencer or checkmarked, like, verified okay. users. Yes, if you want to be a verified user. And this is this is the cherry on top of this whole thing, that, okay. you know, they're all worried about government 
taking their guns and blah, overreach and da da da, privacy, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Which privacy is a legitimate. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not to, not to get away from that. Sure. Not to get away from that, but they're very uh, fetishizing it kind of in a way, right? Sure, sure. Like, so oh, they want to they... put the masks on because the masks have potato yeah. chips in it. And you're like, what? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, they don't want to get make... chipped, et cetera. Now, to sign up for their new right wing Twitter accounts, on this fucking piece of shit system to, to be a verified user, you had to put in your social security number. Yeah. I, I like someone was like, Hey, so before I can DM people, I need to upload a photo of my driver's license. Yeah. Like, yeah. Social. <laughs> Listen, man, you need a full page legitimate birth certificate. That's how we're going to keep Obama out. Because <laughs> we have but, we have Joe Arpaio in the back room here verifying every verifying just going over everything you know everything sounds above board to me but yeah it just seems ridiculous and I'm reading a quote from the CEO. Yeah. Matsy defended Parler's policy on phone numbers and identification, saying people say nasty things online because they can stay anonymous. <laughs> on Parler, people get verified. People have phone numbers related to their accounts. People know they're acting and behaving as they would at Town Square. You know, not Jesus. like Twitter. <laughs> not like Twitter. Hey, and guys. let me just say, if uh, Parler is how you would act in the Town Square, holy shit, a lot of people are getting lynched. <laughs> Leave that town. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm just trying to get eggs and milk and someone's just screaming about Zionism in the town square, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, that is the scariest fucking town square. <laughs> All I'm saying is someone needs to do something about Obama's kids. I'm like, goddamn. Like, <laughs> it's like uh, straw dogs and deliverance happened in one town square at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, it's an absurd it's an absurd concept, you know, that they're like, no, no, this is the this is the place for free speech. This is where conservatives <laughs> can and I've seen a lot of I, and I'll say this, exclusively idiots. I've never heard of a sensible person being like, you know what we gotta do? I want a place where I can talk about how vaccines are gay and how Obama's <laughs> a secret Muslim and share photos of my grandma. Where's a place for me? <laughs> well, the best thing about Parlor is that we knew this is where it was headed, right? Right. Like Parlor is you go over to your weird neighbor's house and he's strapping a weather balloon to his bicycle. He's like, I'm going to the moon. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's it's cute. That's cool. I, I, I kind of I kind of wonder what it means maybe in the future. Like, is this a precursor for something? Is, is there something that's going to happen in a few years where we're going to point to Parlor and the Donald dot win and vote and be like, oh, so there was a civil war happening in secret. It was just on the internet hmm. with a bunch of nerds I, segregating themselves and succeeding to parlor and such. No, I think this is like, a, have you seen that video of the dogs barking to each other at the at the gate? It's like a driveway gate. Oh, yeah. There's dogs <laughs> on both sides of it. And as it opens, they like stick with the gate. They don't go through the <laughs> opening. I think that's what's happening. Like they, they like not having the actual conflict, just the, the illusion yeah. of being tough. I, as I soon don't as think this, as soon as this is going on or offline, you know, I think that's when it all sizzles out. There's going to be like five guys like Dan Bongino. It's going to actually have a gun and get shot by cops, but like no one else is going to want to stand behind it. <laughs> I, I wonder, I, and obviously I'm, I'm going to have a bias on this. So I'm trying to think about both sides on it. I, sure. I'm, I, I'm, I feel like obviously there's uh, instances on both sides of people going out of their way to have a fight with the opposing political party. 
I do think it's more like 90% 10. I could see a very small, small, small minority of leftists heading over to Parlor just to stir shit up. Yeah, me. But I feel like, yeah, <laughs> you and I together. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like conservatives would especially not be satisfied existing solely in an echo chamber. I think a lot of their mentality, and this is, again, I'm, I'm painting a wide brush, but I feel sure. like a lot of it is insecurity and, like, economic woes and, like, I'm poor and they're rich and the lift, the, the, the rich leftist elites eating their lobster sandwiches yeah. looking down on the rest of us. Prisoner that, food, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you were, if they were just forced to talk amongst themselves, I don't think they'd be satisfied. So I, I feel like Parler, if it's just, a, like, in the same way that Vote, yeah. Is just a place for pieces of shit. There, there's a very, I, I think most of what they want to do and kind of Trump's success maybe amongst them was forcing liberals to have to fucking deal with them. Sure. Like a fire in your kitchen. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like how the Donald was on Reddit. Like, you know, they, they, they would not privatize their, they, they wanted to be on the front page. They wanted to be like, look, see, we are popular. We're not pieces of shit. Yeah, we're yeah. not a minority. We're not garbage. Yeah. We're, we're, we're like a lot of people and like half of America and the better half. And, uh, <laughs> you can't ban Trump because you're censored. It's like, well, why don't you guys just go and talk amongst yourselves over there? Like, no, I don't want to do that either. I want, I, I want to say hate speech and I want you to listen is kind yeah. of. Yeah. I guess there is a, a point to that that uh, they want to have. They, well, they they need an enemy to keep their right. fire going. Basically, um, if they can't piss off, if they can't own the libs or whatever, you know, right. um, it is going to kind of fizzle for them, huh? I, so. I also think that it's uh, one of those things where, like, yeah, I hate people, you know, and I'm a piece of shit, and I'm garbage, <laughs> and I'm nothing, but I'm defending America's uh, civilization or Western culture or whatever the fuck. Like, it has yeah. to be some kind of victimhood defense mentality. Otherwise, you're just being an asshole in the town square, which is kind of what Parler, I think, is their main selling point. So Being the asshole in the town square, yeah, that's true. Because we've heard it before where they're like, fine, we're just all going to go to, like, the Donald was like, we're all going to go to Parler, we're all going to go to our website. It was like, yeah, go. That's that's fine. That's all anyone would want you to do. Like it's the guy that shows up at it your birthday party to yeah. yeah. It, it's the guy that shows up at your birthday party to be like you know uh, the only thing that's been in space is your imagination, right? You know satellites are fake. You're like what? Yeah, you I mean, weren't even in. Yeah. You weren't even invited. Why are you here? And why is that what you want to do? Like we're eating cake. You don't have to bring up the juice, sir. Sure, sure, sure. Like and uh, it, it's been I think even before social media. Like right, that's probably where Fox News came from. It's like, <laughs> you know, there's, there had to be some particular space where they could go be angry and talk about how, uh, you know, the white race is being genocided or whatever. I don't yeah, know. of course. Uh, <sighs> poor, poor whites. Yeah, um, well, if anyone wants to buy social security numbers from their angry conservative neighbors, now's the chance. Right. <laughs> They're on the black market, I think, right now. Is 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 a uh, Milo Yiannopoulos on Parlor? Because that's probably enough I think, reason. I think he's already banned from there. <laughs> <laughs> Too gay. <laughs> They're like, like, I thought this was a place for right. It's like, yeah. That reminds I me. I mean, of, so I just got in like an eleven-hour ban from Twitter. I don't even know why. Come on now, but uh, <laughs> leading up to it, I found some guys that were cheering on. There's this dude named Scott press something i don't know it doesn't matter but he's this kid he's like young 20s goes around and does cleanups for trump 
So like or, or like goes to like a city, okay. finds kind of a ratty area, and goes sure. and plays white savior for like two hours. Okay. And he's like, see, these are real Trump supporters. We we're taking care of cities when Democrats are letting them die. Um, <laughs> okay. And he's got he's got like hair halfway down his back, and he's gay as hell. Okay. And, uh, Great for him, I don't, you know. Sure, obviously that's sure. not the problem. I mean, there, there's an undercurrent if it's like, yeah, see, we're going to Detroit, where leftist cities are. We're picking up the crack pipes. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're. I get what you're doing. You're making yeah. an implication. Fine. Okay, it, it's pretty backhanded, but okay, sure. Like, notice how I, a white person, can go here and clean things up. Yeah, it, it's very <laughs> on the nose racism. It really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But the point is that all these people. He he has a huge Twitter following. Um, and like Trump engages with him on the, all the time on Twitter and enables shit like that, and uh, and I, some people were like, "We're gonna make you the next, you know, Donald Trump." We're gonna uh, all these guys yeah. were cheering him, and I'm like, you know, uh, actually that might be a good idea because the GOP platform to make it illegal to be gay and married again, uh, <laughs> you know, if it's coming from a gay guy, that should actually be much more powerful. <laughs> and uh, and they're all like, "That's not a GOP platform," and I li- I just link to it. It's on their fucking website. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what we're about. It's it's right here on your webpage. (laughs) Listen, listen, we're about forward thinking ideas that are great for America, like reliance on fossil fuels and coal, (laughs) you know, down with a high speed internet and privatization of healthcare. That's what we're about. That's our, that's that's right. The liberals are on the internet, Cole. It's so, it, I don't know, whatever. We, we'll waste too much fucking time talking yeah. about this kind of bullshit because it is a fascinating well, subject of that kind of, um, I don't know, reverse straw man or something, whatever the fuck you call it. Like, oh, Rittenhouse was just going there to protect a car yeah. dealership. Like, yeah, of course. He <laughs> went, I just decided to, like, drive way ass out there to protect a fucking Toyota dealership or whatever He's the fuck. He's sexual <laughs> relationship with that car dealership. Yeah, you know, like, hey, guys, I'm, I'm there to just protect a dealership. Uh, I I risked my life for that, you know. Yeah. It's only the one side that's doing it, you guys. Sorry that I can't be there with the looters, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. And that guy, who's that guy that's like is defending him now? So, it's always washed up actors. Sorry, we we can get back to the Bible uh, here soon, <laughs> so but who do you mean Ricky Schroeder. He was in that oh. show uh Silver Spoons or something. Like he was a child actor in the 70s. Oh. I and now know. he's a sad old man with multiple domestic abuse cases against his uh, former wives. And uh, and he goes to the defense. He's like, oh, innocent till proven guilty. I'm going to – and, like, paid for part of his bail and all this shit. How does that guy have money? I, right? Uh, who knows? Uh, let's, yeah, because they all start a whole – Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> him him – um, That's right. Because I was making a joke on his page about how he and Kyle would be great cops. Oh, great. <laughs> One, one shoots innocent people and one beats his wife. That's together. That's a buddy beating. cop show right there. <laughs> that, let, let's make a conservative buddy cop show about like like an actual applies to cops where it's like buddy cops, but instead of solving crimes, they're framing black kids and beating the shit out of their fucking wives and children. Is, isn't that Carl Winslow from Family Matters? <laughs> <laughs> they already made that show. Yeah, that's uh, it. They did that. Uh, all right, let's get into the uh, Bible. Now that we've thrown yeah. Carl Winslow under the bus. <laughs> we should get into the Bible. Uh, um, okay, where are we at? 
By the way, this is a Bible podcast, not a yeah. parlor podcast, although that would kind of be fun, too. We should go on parlor, see if we can get some idiots to I have an us. account. I'll give you the login information later. You can have fun. Because right now, too. anyone who currently listens to this is very, very smart, but it would be nice to, like, have it out. <laughs> oh, it's, sorry, by the way, I use your social to sign up. So. <laughs> We should start a campaign to out the fraud on Parlor. Be like, those are dead people's SSNs. There's dead people on Parlor. Stop it. Fake Stop. votes. Stop the fake Parlor buzz. Um, okay, yeah, we're a Bible podcast called The Revelations, and I'm Grant Voiced. Uh, episode 114. I'm Cole Delusky. Ooh, 114. That's right. Uh, hauling our way through Ezra. Um, the first book. That's not a uh, retelling in a long time. So how exciting! And I, and I think this will be a quick episode because there's not too much to it. I, we're gonna. It's kind of funny, thinking, right? I guess. I mean, um, I guess I, I didn't realize how we're gonna stop before we get to nine. So I think the episode after this will be a lot more interesting and yeah. funny. Whereas yeah. this episode is a series of letters. I, I would almost describe it as like if for some reason the Bible felt that they needed to like uh, document how a permit process happens yeah. uh, with the Persian empire, which is great, I guess. And then I'll, I'll, I'll just, just spoiler alert teaser uh, chapter nine, which would be next week's episode uh, is titled intermarriage with pagans. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> so that's basically be great. But right yeah. now we're getting into some, some letter work. Very exciting stuff indeed. So, uh, we're in chapter five now. Uh, if you remember, we finished up chapter four last week. What had happened? Well, the new king, who uh, was not Cyrus, but Xerxes, shut down the temple operations that were going on, right? The Jews had laid a foundation. They're all thrilled about it. They're uh, celebrating. And some basically the angry, like, uh, local Persian guy, governor or whatever, or Officials. Well, I thought it was. I thought it was the Samaritans wrote to the Persians and said, "Hey." Well, it's like local. So there would be like local Persian ambassador ah, type, right, right. you know, like the local whatever that makes sure that the things are happening that are Persian. The friendly. the the Karens of the world, yeah, the NIMBYs, exactly. were like, "Hey, I don't know if this is going to do good for our property value. Yeah. We're bringing the Jews in." <laughs> oh God! So yeah, they're putting up their own restaurants and yada yada yeah. yada. yada. Yeah. I, I would I, love it. I would love it if these are these are all the people who uh, were killed by Jews and conquered by Jews and the Canaanites are like, "Wait a minute, they're building a temple? That's like <laughs> building a mosque on 9-11. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like that, but I guess it kind of is. Okay, anyways. So, the, yeah, the people are pissed off. They want uh, to shut down the uh, whole Jewish project, and it works. The king sends a letter back saying, you know, hey, you're right. They're very rebellious. They're known for causing trouble for, like, previous kings. Let's kill it. They have poison. So they stop. Don't oh, stop it. <laughs> um so chapter five, what's going on? We get introduced to uh, the pro- uh, prophet named uh, Haggai and Zechariah, right? These two guys who, by the way, going to be big deals later on. Might have some oh, books named after now, them. Now, I, I know a little bit about anti-Semitism through history. I'm a, okay. I'm a, okay. I'm a, I'm a scholar of that. Uh, but uh, I was, I, I think it's kind of interesting that the best kind of stereotypes and kind of argument against 
like the best anti-Semitism they can come up with right now is like, hey, they're rebellious, they're warlords, they 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 will fight back, they are stubborn, they won't pay their taxes, blah 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 blah. And I'm just wondering when that transition to like horns stealing children, well, that's and, Christians like, poisoning food supplies. That I mean, that's pretty much the Dark Ages kind of anti-Semitism, or yeah, that that's Christians, and they have to come up with the extra nasty stuff because they're think about it. You're a Christian. Think about right. this a little bit. Your God used to exclusively date Jews, right? It's right. like having a boyfriend. Oh, okay. You know? And right. you're a little jealous, and you're going to make up, oh, that bitch, Wendy. That bitch oh, has right. horns under her curls, her perfect fucking curls. Yeah. There's horns under there. You know, like, I think that there's this whole thing of, uh, yeah, you know, that's the, it's the same God. Like, how do we reconcile that? And All right. So, so it's like, it's like, so the Christians are like a jealous girlfriend who's like, Throwing shade at his ex. Yeah. You also, know, the Jews, like, the Jews, air quotes, killed Jesus. Obviously, that's not true. The Romans did it, but right. they blame the Jews in a way. Right. Uh, it's complicated. The point well, is, well, 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 that'll be a recurring theme. Let's talk about it. But right now, I'm just thinking it's like uh, they're like the Christians. Like, did you know that Cindy uh, had an abortion? With Chad? <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. that uh, the other thing is like you're talking about Catholics specifically. Those are some fucked up. I mean, yeah. early Catholics, Jesus Christ, bad people. And modern Of course, they're going to come up with stereotypes. And, and especially they're this, Italian. Like, and, come on. And, and Catholics during the 60s and 70s? Woo! Yeah, like, early 80s? Well, That was a yeah, time to be Catholic. I guess they never really cleaned up their act. The point is that uh, right now, the thing that people are mad about the Jews for is their war. Tax evasion. <laughs> their, their war efforts, their constant rebellion, their... I mean, for the same reason that you hated any other neighbor, right? Everyone fucking hated each other, I'm imagining. That's why the Persians took over and the Babylonians before them and the Egyptians before them. So it's a very tumultuous area, the, uh, the Levant yeah, at this time. Yeah, now they're acting kind of like an HOA. Yeah, so they want to sh- – exactly like an HOA. Hey, you don't have a permit for that new shed. Shut it down. So that's what happened last chapter. They weren't allowed to build their new temple, so it's stuck at the foundation. But what should happen – Except the Jews are like, hey, you know what? This is bullshit. You're going to tell us we can't build. We had a guarantee. Yeah, we're going to appeal. Makes sense. So Xerxes is gone. We had gone from Cyrus when they left exile to Xerxes or Xerxes, whatever. And now Darius. We got, we're on a new Persian well, ruler. Hold on. I'm going to let's take five seconds to look up the actual line of because I thought Ataxerxes was Xerxes, and it was a different name. But if it goes Cyrus, Ataxerxes, Darius, then something's wrong. In chapter 5, I, I did some additional research, and I have a correction to make. I was under the impression that Artaxerxes and Xerxes mean the same thing in their different names. That's not correct. Artaxerxes is the son of Xerxes I. Artaxerxes has another son named Xerxes II. So Jesus it's not Christ. quite a... So it's a fucking mess. And it's really confusing because also the timelines are confusing. This story is recounted in Nehemiah as well, and there's some slight differences. It's also recounted in that other book we mentioned, Esdras, and there's also some conflict. So when you go to like research it, depending on who believes which timeline, they explain things slightly differently. So I've got all fucked up. I'm looking at it now. Okay. In Cyrus, this is the official one that I'm going to say is what happened. Okay. In the time of Cyrus II is when he says, hey, I wrote you. You guys are to build the temple. You are free. Get on out of here. You know, directive to the Jews to build the temple. Yes. There was then Cambyses, Cyrus's son. For eight years. Who was then succeeded by 
Darius the first. Yes. Uh, it is during this time that he is that the temple is being rebuilt, and that's corroborated in Nehemiah and the Book of Daniel. Which gotcha. You so to. none of it was happening under Cyrus. That's where the confusion I, came yeah, from. Yeah, none of it, Cyrus was like, "Hey, you guys, go be good, go build a temple." And it took him a long time to get up and running. And it doesn't really explain some of the time frame because it'll say like in the it second year, this at guy, all. The third year, it's fucked. <laughs> but I, because you know, so let, let's just try to get into it because. Chapter four is King Artaxerxes like writing back to them. Yes, or they're writing to Artaxerxes, and then Artaxerxes writes back, be like, "Yeah, stop that shit." Artaxerxes yeah, like three kings is, down the road. Yeah, Artaxerxes is two generations from Darius. Uh, Artaxerxes the first is succeeded by Darius the second, so it might be a different fucking Darius that they're referring to in five, even uh. though they make no goddamn mention of it. So, so there's I, no way of telling really. This is- I, I I think that the point is is that Artaxerxes, if you if you take that in, Artaxerxes the first is the one that says, "Hey, stop building the temple." His son Darius the second, who we didn't realize is a different Darius. I was just thinking like, like okay, they keep referencing three different kings with all the same different fucking names, but they're not numbering it properly, so it's yeah. hard to. Um, so, chapter four, they write to Artaxerxes the first son of Xerxes the first. Okay. And say, hey, stop building the temple. Chapter five, and let's just let's just book it out. Chapter five is two prophets, uh, Haggai and Zechariah. Well, sorry, the prophet Haggai and Zechariah, the son of Edo, who is also they're both prophet, prophets. Guess, uh, both and prophets. Yeah, and they both have books later on. Uh, and they tell the Jews, hey, let's get this temple built. So they write a letter to Darius the second, and oh. say, hey, fucking, we were promised that this temple was going to be built. You know, this was already approved. You're in breach of contract. And there's anything that these Persians don't want to do is breach contracts. Yeah. So they basically write a whole thing. They're like, look, here's the history. Nebuchadnezzar fucked us back in the day. Then your guys were great. You guys were really cool. We like you. You're not the Babylonians. So come on, throw us a bone. Let us uh, let us build our temple. Um, and, and that basically is what they said. And often. the letters... The letter's not interesting. We're not going to read it. It literally no. is just like it, 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 every single letter. Here, here's how if you're reading it, it'd be like if um, for some reason the Bible just felt to like publish an email chain. with yes. Some guy getting into a mild argument with City Hall about some permits that were getting held up. Yeah, you can tell he's frustrated, but he's trying to stay formal. Yeah, he's like, dear sir, as you recall, on April yeah. 15th, we had spoken with Todd Jenkins within the permit office, and he agreed that this would be done by this. We have already made it. And you're like, okay, that's, I guess, interesting, but not important. So I don't know why. And it's not even interesting. Yeah. But that's all That's all chapter five is, is, is them writing this letter to Darius, apparently the second, about, hey, your uh, your folks, you know, your, your old man shut us down. It's bullshit. Here's why. And that's the letter. They send it. So it rolls right into chapter six. Darius goes, oh, you write a good letter. Chapter six is him being like, yeah, told. I I hear what you said. Fucking start it up. This would be told really well as a musical. (laughs) Isn't that all Hamilton Hamilton is? It's like founding father letters back and forth or something. I I have no fucking idea. (laughs) I haven't watched it. We should definitely comment on it since we haven't seen it. That's literally what we do. Uh, allegedly, um, there's something important, like the way they describe, like, hey, the foundation is built, but since that day, no work has been done. I don't know. There's there's some there's supposed to be some kind of poetic version of that, but I don't, I don't, I don't care. I mean, that sounds to me just like them showing uh, an example that they uh, 
they can listen to orders, right? Hey, you said stop building it. We stop building it. We're not rebellious. I promise. See? Uh, the, the important thing is that Darius goes, yeah, that's fine. Not only do I say build the temple, but I'm going to fund it. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to then make a like a federal level law that no state laws can stop you and if anyone tries to stop you then we're going to take a pillar from their home and nail them to it till they die. Hell, hell yeah. Like, All right. And well, pale them pretty, on it I thought it said. Pale them. <laughs> so we're going to take the main the center post out of their house. I'm assuming that means the house is going to fall down yeah. on their children. Yeah. And then we're going to yeah. pale them on that post. Yeah. So yeah, yeah pretty badass. Yeah. I mean these days you know, like now we're trying to boycott Zion, but back then, this is what happened when you tried to boycott Zion. Um, are these, are, so, yeah, and it's probably true because I believe the uh, Persians were notoriously brutal. Are they the ones that put the people out in the pond with honey on them? Who did that? Oh, I, I don't know. I, 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 there was I a lot of remember. fun stuff happening back there then. There was a lot of fun stuff. I, I, I was reading this book that was just those, like, hey, fucked up torture throughout the history. I was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> cool. And one of them was the dipped in honey and dunked into an anthill. One of them was um, the whole bamboo spike. That the oh, Chinese yeah, would do. yeah. But almost all of them, and I'm not sure, I'm sure it isn't true, but almost all of them were described as like ancient Chinese torture. This one's scathing. Yeah, scapism was Persian method of uh, oh, execution. Nice. So yeah, maybe, and it was. Uh, it's been attested that it was part of the Achaemenid Empire. So this would have been happening around then. Oh, nice. So if you fuck, if if you fuck these guys up, you might be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Just but to also, be clear, what I'm talking about, if you're not familiar, they put you on a boat out under the hot sun in a pond make you just eat milk and honey for like days so you're just explosive diarrhea and like bugs just come and live inside you out oh, on the nice. boat in the hot yeah. sun and you die over the course of like many right. days. You would hope that you can shit enough that you sink the boat so you can just drown <laughs> in your own feces. But no, it but never works. <laughs> bugs mostly. Uh, okay. They also uh, used crucifixion a lot which would then later come into vogue with the Romans. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So pretty cool time. Pretty cool time. <laughs> Standing on the well, shoulders of giants. Um, we're okay. going to find out. <laughs> and then they offered, so, and then they were like, "Cool!" So they offered some sacrifices. They did normal Jew shit, had a festival, yeah. ate some bread, you know. But it's very cool. Uh, Darius did hook them up with even even uh, animals to sacrifice. So he gives them all this shit. They celebrated and, uh, the Passover. They love that shit. Yep, they got to have the Passover again, which is it's kind of reminiscent of the way that when they first got back, they were very excited to have what the Feast of Tabernacles. So it's kind of yeah, yeah. They, whatever's the next big. Religious holiday to come up, they really do it big to celebrate. I feel like it's like if you ran away from home and you're like, I fucking hate you guys. And then you're living under a fucking overpass for two years. And then you finally, like, work up your pride to, like, come back. And you're like, oh, hell yeah, Thanksgiving. And you're like, yeah, this is a lot better than the overpass. You know, that's you literally know, like the story ex- of the prodigal son that we're going to read in the New Testament. So, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a parable that Jesus tells. And you pretty much just told it. So yeah. good job. He's just Spoiler alert like, oh. everyone. He's like, God bless us, everyone. It's basically Home Alone. We've seen Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie from Home Alone. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah. Well, you the know, tiny- it's like it's he's like, I hate you guys. And they're like, Oh, you guys were gone a week. Okay, I'm glad to have toothpaste. You know, is, Home Alone, is Home Alone the movie where Tiny Tim gets the BB gun? Yeah, yeah, yeah you got okay. it. <laughs> okay, so that's basically chapter six. Again, blazing through this, but that's all it is. Darius writes them a letter back saying, yep, you guys can build. Here's some shit. Get happy about it. They're happy about it. They have a Passover. They slaughter stuff. Yay. On and, chapter and here's, 7. 
here's the other thing. So then it goes, now after oh, these yeah. things in the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, it doesn't mention who his dad is, which would make this fucking a, a lot of sense. But yeah. I think this is Artaxerxes the second son of Darius the second, not the okay. same fucking Artaxerxes that we mentioned in four, even though they're both the same name. So we're like five, six generations down from Cyrus at this point. So it's been probably like 100 years at least. Yeah. Not to, uh, I should know specifically, but I don't. <laughs> so This might be the same time frame where Egypt gains its independence from Persia. So who knows? But again, it, it's confusing. And there are different tellings of the book with them dealing with different kings. So it's not, it, it, it's not particularly sure exactly when these events happened who was king at the exact time. They did build a temple. There's some letters, I guess, back and forth. But uh, Yeah, just to, to give you a picture of how confusing this is, uh, Wikipedia's list of kings. So you have Cyrus, Darius, Xerxes, Artaxerxes, Xerxes II, question mark, Darius II, Artaxerxes II again, Artaxerxes III, Artaxerxes IV, Darius III, Xerxes V. Like, it's just fucking, you know, there's no way to, to keep up with the shit or maybe there is by numbering them, but they didn't try to do that at all in the Bible. So bear with us as we uh, stumble through this. And I'm not sure how much it really matters. Uh, allegedly, another thing, another thing I'm not, cause like now trying to dive into this as it relates to the Bible. Apparently this and Nehemiah, again, we've talked about are kind of like one work and they kind of uh, yeah. have different uh, timelines, but apparently this is the end of the historical narrative part of the Bible. Like kind of what we're reading now, we're like, hey, and this happened, and this happened, and some Jews did this, and this happened, and this is like our history, like an and epilogue. I don't know what comes afterwards. I assume the whole parable bullshit that I've heard so much about, but well, uh, there's a lot. I mean, Psalms, which isn't even close yet, is just things that David wrote. So why didn't we already read that? I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, so uh, chapter seven starts with the arrival of Ezra in what may be the reign of Artaxerxes the second. Yeah, he's he's Tarantinoing it. Putting himself in the right. fucking story here. But Artaxerxes, because it just says Artaxerxes, uh, king of Persia, and then it'll later call him Artaxerxes, king of kings, which are two different names that he would have had simultaneously. Also, king of Assyria. They, they, it doesn't matter. Ugh. Um, awful. But it just says, in the reign of Artaxerxes, which could have either been. <laughs> One of 12 dudes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, well, any of those 12 kings, um, it would have done. But Artaxerxes is a scribe. And I thought I'd read Ezra in a different a place, not the Bible, that he was a, a priest. But here it describes him as a scribe uh, comes into town. Correct. And I think all scribes are priests, basically. Um, and in fact, it says that he's well-versed in the laws of Moses, which is kind of a big deal, right? Uh, because who was it? Hezekiah or one of the uh, last kings, when they found the law of Moses, they flipped out. That was a big deal. So uh, it was kind of a... Even though it's like ancient law, it had been lost for a time. So to be first in it is kind of like to know the old arts. Like, yeah, I guess it's, a, it's a, he, he's an I'm old. I'm proud head. of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the story of Ezra is that he's a scribe that travels from Babylon. Yeah, to, to the original exile. Yeah, to Jerusalem. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, and he's part of the package of like bringing in wealth like their wealth from Babylon into Jerusalem. Like he's bringing shit and it takes him about four months to get there. I, it, fine. It just says like, yeah. Oh yeah. The first of the day, the first month. And then the first day of the fifth month, he, he it took him to come over there. Yeah. And it talks about who he brings. He's bringing Israelites. Now is this 
Israelites proper? Is that what we're saying? I mean, I, I think these terms are kind of largely used. Conflated um, at this point. Yeah, conflated and, and used interchangeably. Gotcha. Um, certainly the nation of Israel doesn't really exist. And these are, the I guess, the nation of Judah with the Judeans. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So it's some group of the diaspora, really. This is one of the first examples of it, I, I would say. Um, that travels back to Jerusalem, like Cole said, in this very specific year of the king that we don't know which one it is. So it's kind of useless having the years. But anyways, um, took him a while to get there. And he has, guess what? A fucking letter. <laughs> so we dive right back into the uh, the like letter storytelling that this Bible is now designed to do. And he has a letter specifically from King Artaxerxes, whichever iteration of Artaxerxes it is. And it basically is like his uh, license to kill. <laughs> you know, it's like his his uh, his hall pass, I guess. Yeah, his um, his travel pass. You know, it's basically like he's got a letter that says, "Hey, I've got all this gold and booty, and I'm headed to Jerusalem. Don't fuck with me. I'm on a mission from the king." Yeah, or you will be put on one of the boats and let the bugs eat you while you shit yourself to death. Presumably, that's implied. Right, and I'm not sure where I read. It. I, I, I'm like scanning the book because I remember there was a specific part where it mentions that like one of the kings in Babylon was like, "Hey, do you want like a retinue? Do you want a defendant? Do you want a like someone to cover you?" He's like, "No, I don't need that shit. I'm with God. I mean, fuck, what kind of fucking guy would I be if I couldn't just travel on the road laden with gold and booty for four <laughs> <Right>? months <laughs> without a, with, a, with a bodyguard? I don't need that shit. I've got God." <laughs> Well, the funny thing is he even kind of dodges thanking the king because he says, praise be to God who made the king be nice to me, <laughs> which is That's just pretty backhanded. Yeah. But I, I would love it. I would love it if uh, if like I was just like, like if the waitress was like, brings me a glass of water. I'm like, hey, thank your manager. Like before, like, for telling you to bring me my water. Like, what? For signing right. your paycheck, you bitch. You're like, all right. Uh, yeah. Thank God for helping this doctor save my son or whatever. Right? You actually see that? it all the time. Okay. Um, but that's chapter seven. Yeah, he's got another letter, and it, it, if you want to read the letter, you can go ahead and do it yourself because we're not doing that for you. Yeah, I've got um, gold. I've got God. I'm on my way. Yeah. Uh, so, the other thing uh, that's interesting uh, that okay. I, I kind of want to talk about is like part of the decrees is um, also we inform you that it shall not be lawful to impose tax, tribe, or custom on any of the priests, Levites, singers, gatekeepers, Nethanim. Or servants of this house of God. And by the way, this is um, this is I, he has a letter from Adaxerxes. I don't know if we made that clear. I was thinking it was like yeah, I, I stated uh, that. All right, all right yeah. That, so yeah. this is a letter from Xerxes, who's like, hey, this is his his uh, his clearance pass. Um, yeah, and part of it is like, also, we're not taxing the church. Yeah, so that's where it started. Sucks. That's where that bullshit started. <laughs> Shit started back then, man. And may they have as many private jets as they can carry. Like, that's yeah. Fine. Well, it like, helps them get away from the demons that are on normal airplanes. That's true. That's true. Anyway, God gave, God made Xerxes show me mercy, so God is great. Yeah. Yeah. God made that uh, cop uh, not be able to catch up with me and thank God because I was drunk as hell while I was driving down the road. Um, uh, yeah. And that's chapter seven. Uh, chapter eight. I, I'm just going to sum it up. Uh, he brought a bunch of people with him from Babylon. It was a big-ass caravan. There was a bunch of head of households 
We don't care about any of these people. Yeah, I mean, long I mean, lists of names. We've seen them before. Yeah, Joab, Obadiah, Jehiel, Bubbles, Zechariah, the son of Babai. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, it's basically brought, 2008 list of most popular baby names. Uh, they brought some servants for the temple. Hooray, you know. Uh, they then, once they got there, they were like, hey, let's have a fast and prayer. Okay. Yeah, it has this, like, excruciating detail of, like, it really just zooms in on this one moment of them, like, returning to Jerusalem and all these little... Like, okay, so we got him at this one canal, you know, the canal that flows towards Ahava. And we camped there for three days. And, like, just, who cares? You, you went to Jerusalem. Can you just tell us that, you know? Yeah, he, yeah. it's just very a very small story of, like, what happened once they got there. Uh, yeah. The other thing he does, which I, I guess we'll say, because who gives a shit, but he, he had some gifts for the temple. He gets all the heads and then, like, weighs out gold. He's like, hey, and you get some, and you get some. You did a good job. He, he's just handing out Christmas bonuses. Yeah. So, yeah. Also cool. Yeah, he's a nice. I mean, that's something you got to do. You know, if you, even if you're even if you're like part of the uh, upper clerical, you know, religious class or whatever, you still got to. Uh, I think you still got to dose out. The, I, I, I think the I think, and then and then the final end is he like, and then he delivers the messages to all the local governors and states like, hey, we're here to build the temple. Let's get this shit done. I, I feel yeah. like. Um, I feel like the story of Ezra thus far is like, okay, the Jews were like, hey, you said you would build the fucking temple. It's not getting done. We're getting sandbagged. You know, you guys got to make this shit happen. And like, Adazerx is like, I'm going to send the wolf. And they're like, oh, well, baby, that's all you had to say. <laughs> and then Ezra's like, fuck, I got to go and I got to I gotta make this happen. I'm a deal maker. And he gets a bunch of uh, a bunch of elders and a bunch of gold. And he just goes in there with his fucking contract and just throw it in their fucking face. Be like, yeah, daddy says I get to build the temple. Yeah, basically. And that's it. And he gets shit done. He's a, I mean, that's why you got a book named after him, right? That's yeah. how you do it. He's just in there making it happen. Sometimes you got to get a consultant in to, yeah. like, cut through the red tape, you know? Yeah. Guy that doesn't pay the laborers. He's <laughs> like, the trick is you got to lower your income uh, so you can avoid paying taxes while also not paying contractors so they can lower their income so they don't pay taxes. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. Patting each other's back. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's as far as I feel like that's the end of this arc. Yeah, we'll yeah. We don't want to get into the anti-miscegenation act yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, only because I think we're only going to have like one more episode. It's nine, ten. I, I can't wait. Oh, oh, next week is going to be good. Uh, my the first uh, number nine intermarriage with pagans. Number ten confession of improper marriages, and it has a small area called pagan wives put away. So can't wait to get to that. That one's back door pagans nine, baby. Let's go. Yeah, and that and that'll be the end of Ezra. So then we'll have a nice little yeah, little three episode arc. Well, that's I feel nice. Like, after I feel fucking like trudging I, through Chronicles for so long, I feel like with Ruth, we knew it was a short app. Yeah, or like a short book, and we just kind of went through it. And if I had thought about Ezra in that way, we probably would have just skipped a lot I mean, of bullshit. Just but yeah, it's it's a little more detail. I mean, Ruth was like literally three pages long. You didn't really have a choice. Yeah. This is a little more to chew on. But yeah, one more episode, we'll get it done. Um, let's um, let's talk a little bit. I think I, I guess I, I'm sure this isn't the first instance where the Bible mentions fasting. Uh, yeah. My Bible mentions this as a particularly important, like, hey, guys, are you listening? Sometimes it's good to fast for God. Make sure you skip a meal or two. Yeah. So for whatever that's worth. but Yeah, uh, they really yeah. love that now, too. Actually, I don't Fasting. hear from Christians. I don't hear from Christians anymore a lot, but there was like a time period, early 2000s, mm -hmm. big deal. Probably 9-11 did it to them. Uh, probably was uh, probably was those uh, flash diets. 
You know, I remember a lot oh, of yeah. idiot friends of mine who would do, I think you were one of them, uh, doing the, um, I've never done a diet, so I don't know what you're talking about. Are you sure? Uh, I know. Literally uh, never done a diet. Uh, yeah, me too, obviously. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, I can't remember as one of laugh, the ones was like. La- have heart attacks laughing. <laughs> <laughs> just grease. <laughs> just as I'm laughing, grease pockets are flying out of my mouth. I haven't eaten in days. What is, how'd that happen? Um, but uh, it was uh, some kind of lemon purge or something where he would just drink. One of my roommates in college would just drink lemon water with like chili pepper sauce and like vinegar and he would have like a glass of that he's like yeah i'm gonna get so thin i was like i don't know what you're doing you know but uh i i wonder i remember a lot of people were doing like fasts and cleanses and purges and like they would just drink lemon juice or something so if if they had just yeah. said they were so doing it, for it was God, probably they were, wouldn't have questioned it yeah they just wanted to tie it to something more meaningful than their uh negative body image <laughs> yeah, that's true oh god um Let's wrap it up. Uh, I, this is gonna re- this is gonna drop after Thanksgiving. We're recording before Thanksgiving because that's right. Yeah, and and this is our dedication. I if ever there was like a time frame where I was like, dude, just fuck this week. Let's not record. Let's just let's just skip. But I won't do that to our uh, our half dozen listeners. I'm not gonna do it to you guys. I hey, care too we're much closer to a dozen right now. You anonymous cunts who never reach out to us. And speaking of our awful listeners, if you want to. Uh, have any conversations with us you can do it on twitter we're at bible pimps and if you want to send us an email that's easy revelationspodcast at uh, gmail.com hit us up yeah do it you pussies